from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. The triangle's on fire, ladies and gentlemen, and that's a good thing. Like, heating up. Yeah, not literally. Not literally. That would have been in the weather update. No, yeah. No need to, to head for the exits. But Canes, a couple nights ago, smashed the NHL leading Golden Knights. And then last night, everybody decided to win. Duke gets a top 10 win, the first under Shire. Uh, UNC ends a two-game losing streak with a win over number seven in the country, Oklahoma. NC State men's basketball gets a dub. NC State's women's basketball, which is one of the best teams in the country, gets a dub. Dubs all around. You get a win, and you get a win, and you get a win. Merry Christmas. Merry, yeah, it's a holiday time, right? Everybody, everybody's having a good time. UNC backed back and bounced back in a big way against Oklahoma last night. Let's start there, shall we? R.J. Davis is a legit All-American at the moment. If you pay attention to college basketball social media, all of the experts seem to come around to it after the game last night. Oh, he's playing like an All-American. If you've been listening to this show, you know he's been playing as an All-American. He is second in the country in points per game against quad one opponents, which means he's actually playing better against good teams than he is against the others. Now, you might say that's because North Carolina has pretty much only played good teams, and I might agree with you. Their schedule has been rough, but R.J. Davis has been there time and time and time again. He's actually kind of shaking the the reputation I had for him. He actually might be solidifying himself for ACC Player of the Year just in late in the non December. in the non conference yeah in the non conference portion he's of the, the schedule non conference ACC Player of the Year. I kind of like that. Um, but RJ Davis to me, kind of one of the things, one of the ways I would have described him up until the last month is is streaky, right? He's somebody that could you know for two or three games light it up. Sometimes it would it would be like. 12 minutes he would light it up and then he could be quiet for the rest of the game or quiet for the rest of the week he's been absolutely a different player when it comes to consistency and you have to tip your hat to that and that's what his coach does here hubert davis asked if rj davis is playing with a chip on his shoulder i wouldn't say it's a chip on his shoulder i would just say it's growth i know it's hard because collegiate sports specifically basketball you know, you forget about the guys that stay till their senior year. You know, it used to be that way. Just every year you matured, you got better. You talked about, he talked about, and his teammates about his leadership. That's something that's a big difference this year compared to other years. I mean, for him to step up in so many different ways, he's an outstanding defensive player. He's really stepped, up, stepped it up on that end. And not just the 23 points, but the five assists and zero turnovers. That's real. And so um, I'm just really happy for him. I feel like this is the first time that he is being celebrated, supported, encouraged, and noticed, and I love it. It's the seventh time in his career he's had 20 and five, the first time he ever had no no turnovers with 20 points and five assists. Thanks, Kirsch. Thanks, Dave. Just a solid little little tidbit there at the end. Uh, Throw in four rebounds. Like, he, he did a little bit of everything. He is becoming the type of dependable that you need to have on a really good team. Harrison Ingram. Let's talk about Harrison Ingram for a second here. 
he continues to be the most pleasant surprise of the season for the Tar Heels and maybe for all of the teams that, that I cover. It is just, He is fun to watch. It's funny because uh, we were talking with Hubert Davis on this show uh, not too long ago, and I asked him, I said, hey, you did the media thing for a while. Coach Davis obviously did. I said, who on your team do you see uh, most likely having the opportunity to have a career in media? You know, hopefully, and I added this, hopefully long after a, a very, very long playing career, right? After you go to the NFL, or sorry, NBA, and, and, and you make it pro and all those sorts of things. Who could then do the media thing? He said, oh, Harrison Ingram. He said the personality. He said he he's unintentionally funny and intentionally funny. He said if you get to know this kid, he's he's just he's he's a a class personality. He kind of plays like that. He plays so comfortable, right? You you know how? Actually, I'll use this business, right? Some people, meaning the business that that Graham and I are in, some people put a microphone in front of their face and it's like uh uh uh. Uh, to be fair, I still do that sometimes. No, I mean, no, Graham, you're you're comfortable, uh, but it's like no, we were just talking in the commercial break, and you were you were telling a story, and you were charismatic, and you were laughing, and you had me laughing, and it was insightful, and there were interesting characters in your story, and then we get on air, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you were just telling this story. Go ahead and tell it to us again. And they're like, uh, well, um, I was I was there, and 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 so was, and I'm oh no, Harrison Ingram is the opposite of that. He's somebody that you turn the lights on on game day, there's no difference. Right? There's no turnover. There's no falling into the out-of-bounds marker. The, the, there's no, like, you know, shot clock winding down. Ha, ha, ha. He just, all right, let me lean to the left. All right, defender there. Let me uh, go off one foot, put it off the glass, and good. Bang. Oh, look, there's chaos. Ball's on the ground. Let me dive for it, and once I get my hands on it, I'm not going to panic. I'm not going to call timeout. I'm going to keep my head on a swivel from the ground, make an outlet pass. Boom, we're in a fast break. Like, he is a comfortable person with the lights on him, and he's a transfer. And I don't care where you came from. Transferring to a school like UNC, uh, the lights are brighter, right? There's more eyeballs on you. There's more alumni to live up to. Uh, you have, you know, a, a UNC great on the, the bench in Hubert Davis. You have a UNC great as your teammate in Armando Baycott. You have, like, like R.J. Davis is somebody that you probably were like, hey, he's been around a while. And, and, and Harrison Ingram just fits. I'm very impressed by him. He plays a wildly comfortable game. And I'm still waiting on Armando Baycott. I was hoping last night was going to be the breakout game, and he played well at times. I'm still waiting on the 20 and 10 in a big game from Armando. I'm still waiting on it. Yeah, but, but here's the thing, and I'm glad you brought this up, because after the game I saw a lot of Carolina fans saying, great win, imagine how good we'd be if Armando Baycott played well. He still scored 14 points going 4-9 from the field, and in my opinion, he kind of had the Kenny Meeks effect of just being a defensive defensive Kennedy player. Um, that might be why some Carolina fans are not not happy with his performance. It's 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 a... It's a bar being higher than that thing, right? Because I actually, I'll give him this too. Some of his defense, particularly keeping guys in front of him, led to steals by others, right? When you have a big guy that's moving his feet and the way he handled some of the pick and roll defense, uh, like he's he's going to be an advanced mind when it comes to those sort of basketball things. High basketball IQ. Uh, but the fact of the matter is he's a two-time first-team All-ACC selection, right? I'm, I'm, I remember Kennedy B, uh, Kennedy Meeks. Really liked Kennedy Meeks. Armando Baycott, I expect to be better than that, right? He's 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 done it so many times that 
you know, it's it's like like I said, and actually we said this right after the uh, the Kentucky game. I'm not sure if it, you were producing. So there are a lot of guys in college basketball that 9.6 rebounds against Kentucky yeah. would be like a career night. Unfortunately for Armando Baycott, he he needs to double that to have a a, a solid night. He needs to be 18 and 12. Uh, what what was it? 14 and eight? Is that what he finished with? Four of nine. No, 14, oh, 14 oh, points and 14 points, four of nine from the field. Okay. Uh, yeah, like that's a solid night for a lot of guys, right? Big man shooting a little below 50%. Okay. Against a good team and a win. Some big blocks too. Some, Like I said, the defense was there. But for Armando Baycott, I, I need a little more. I need a little more. And, I, and I'm still waiting on it. I'm not giving up on it. I'm saying it's in there somewhere. We know it is. But I'm still waiting on it. That wasn't the best we're going to see from Armando Baycott this season. The drive with Tim Donnelly, 99-9 the fan. But most importantly, after the loss to UConn, after the 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 loss to Kentucky, they got the win against the number seven team in the country in Oklahoma. That was most important. And a quick note on the UConn loss. Donovan Klingen went down. They ended up losing a game they shouldn't have. Uh, I, I think the prognosis on Klingen is pretty good. They kind of dodged the major scary, super scary injury. Um, but UConn, was, they, they didn't play remotely the same game last night in the game that they played against uh, North Carolina. So don't look at it and go, oh, they didn't even win that. No. The team that North Carolina lost to looked like one of the top five teams in the country. Duke went to Madison Square Garden, had a New York state of mind on, and got a much-needed victory over a top-ten team last night. I, I was surprised by this, based on the fact that they won the ACC tournament last year. It was a, it was the first win over a top-ten team for John Shire as head coach of Duke. Finally got that metaphorical monkey off his back. It's a big win. You could say it's a signature win. You could say it's uh, – I mean – even if you take away all of the pomp and circumstance and all of the other, right, all of the the narrative and the storyline and the metaphorical monkeys on backs and all of those things, uh, if it if you just considered it like a quad one win against a top ten team in the country uh, in a neutral court, like that, that that alone, just the facts are big for Duke this year. But if you dive into the storyline, I think there's even more. I saw some of what I was looking for last night. Now, I know Duke has, you know, one of the most talented seven-footers in the, in the country in, in Filipowski. I know they have uh, one of the more high-pedigree backcourts in, in, in the country because of all the five-star recruits. Uh, like, you know that. But I needed to see edge. I needed to see a little anger. I needed to see a little, uh, you know, killer instinct. I think that's what I've settled in on, killer instinct. I saw some of what I was looking for last night. Specifically from Jared McCain. Jared McCain, a freshman in his Madison Square Garden debut, unless he played in, I don't know, a high school showcase or something, uh, not only scored 21, but also showed a little bit of that that swagger, showed a little bit of that extra. You know, it, it was it was interesting. I'm, I'm going to mix sports here a little bit. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, when they beat the Golden Knights two nights ago. Okay. Uh, Mike Maniscalco, big rig, voice voice of the Canes, who you can hear uh, for every Canes game right here on 99.9 The Fan, after the game said, you know, swagger matters in the NHL because he was saying that the Canes had swagger that night. And he used that, that exact term, swagger matters. And, and obviously, 
Mike is an expert in in uh, the NHL, and he covers it extremely well. But my first thought was, heck, every sport. Swagger matters in every sport. Team sports, uh, winter sports, summer sports. I'm a big golf fan. You're telling me when Tiger Woods was at his peak, he didn't have swagger? Swagger matters in every sport. Jared McCain had some of it. Here's John Shire on not only Jared McCain, but Caleb Foster, another one of the freshmen for Duke, and their performances as freshmen at Madison Square Garden. For Jared and for Caleb, as freshmen and be in this environment and have the games that they did, you know, Jared on offense, he's 21 and 7 of 11 from 3, uh, very efficient, but also on defense, he's playing his butt off. You know, Caleb thought ran our team great. Playing his butt off. See, here's the thing. There's there's the tangible. Jared McCain knocked down a bunch of threes. Specifically, kind of the ceiling one on the, the pick and roll where Jeremy Roach hit it to a slip, uh, just dropped it off a little dump pass to Ryan Young. Ryan Young, not the most fleet of foot guy in the world, goes barreling down the middle of the lane, puts the ball on the floor, defense collapses on him, kicks it out to McCain. McCain catches it, knocks it down. Not only did he hit the shots, but I liked what he did after, right? He hit a shot near his own bench. He's looking at his own bench, flexing. Yeah, getting the team fired up. He look, he hits the 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 kind of ceiling one that one I just described. He's running down the 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 floor, looking up at Madison Square Garden, like, yeah, I'm comfortable here. This at, is my Duke moment. At timeouts, he's pumping up the crowd because he knows those Madison Square Garden games are 90% Duke fans. He's pumping up the crowd. That was what I was looking for. And actually, I'll give some credit to this guy also. I'll give some credit to Tyrese Proctor, who was not playing, but was, you could tell. The hype man. Yeah, you could tell he was angry he couldn't play in MSG. And that's what you want. You don't want someone looking up at the lights going, whew. <laughs> it would be pretty pretty scary to play here. You want someone looking up just mad. At one point, Tyrese, uh, and this shows that his, his ankle's getting better. There was a timeout, and as right as uh, McCain's pumping up the crowd, Tyrese Proctor was coming running on to give high fives and stuff. His shoe fell off. He was literally running right out of his shoes, had to stop and pick up his shoe. I was a little afraid for a moment because he was running onto the floor, right? They cut to the Duke bench, and then all of a sudden he stopped and, and like, bent over at the waist, and I was like, oh, no, he's grabbing the ankle. He just got – he just re-injured his ankle running out there onto the, the floor after a timeout, and then he just – he had to put his shoe back on. That Like, that type of energy I think was missing from Duke in their losses that they had suffered to the good teams they'd played up to this point. And that's not even to say like, McCain was the leading scorer. I, I believe Jeremy Roach was the best player on the court. He was the one making the, the, you know, controlling the action down the stretch with that pick and roll, right? It, the, he was hitting little step back mid range. He was hitting floaters when the play called for it. He was dumping it off to guys like Ryan young, uh, you know, Usually you get a lot of like Filipowski setting the pick in that situation, but he was in foul trouble, so they were making it work with the guys out there. Big fan of Jeremy Roach, think he played very, very well. But he was benefiting from the energy already in the building because of McCain, because of Foster, because of Proctor. Like, and now that you've established that's your role, now you have to keep living up to it. Now you're you're one of the guys that brings the juice. You're one of the energy guys. Jared McCain, it's easy to bring – and that's the other thing about last night. It's easy to bring energy 
in the Mecca, right, in Madison Square Garden. It's easy to bring energy when you're you're scoring 20-plus points, when your shots are falling. It's easy to bring swagger when you're playing a top-10 team in the country, uh, right, national television. It's easy to do all that. Can you can you bring that same swagger, which Mike Maniscalco said matters? Can, can you bring that same swagger to a game against Syracuse? I'm not looking at their schedule. I don't know if they play at Syracuse, but on a dreary, cold, upstate New York day. You got to produce your own energy. Energy. Got to bring it with you in a suitcase. Got to take it out when when necessary. Weaponize it. Because they the, when they had energy last night against Baylor, they were pretty darn good. When they when they when they were cooking and they were they were swagged out, they were pretty darn good. But we've also seen them in other games look completely flat against good teams, and that's not okay. 